Wednesday night. A lot of uh, people nowadays, church people nowadays, they go on Sundays, but they forget that there's still church on a Wednesday night. That's why I love, even in our church in the Philippines, I love uh, people who come in a Wednesday night because they know the importance of prayer. They know that God is important. And I hope uh, we all know here the reason why we come here is because of Jesus Christ and not for religion and anything. But uh, I'm just blessed to be called into the ministry. Again, my name is uh, JJ Ocampo, and uh, I'm a Filipino. Also, it's my wife, although she's, she sounded not from here, uh, not from the Philippines, but here. But she's a Filipina. Yes, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a Baptist uh, uh, kid. My, and also, my dad is also a pastor, and uh, I'm just blessed that uh, God did not save me because my dad is a pastor, but because he saved me because I had to know for myself that I was lost, and I needed him in my life, and I asked him to, and I'm glad that whosoever will come to him, he will surely save them all, and I'm one of that, and I'm just blessed to be uh, in the ministry where God uh, calls me to be. And uh, to have a wife that uh, loves the Lord. She loves to teach kids. And uh, she's, uh, when, uh, when I was there looking at her a while ago, I was amazed. Because she loves to teach kids, but not American kids. But uh, back there, she's, she's like doing that for a long time. And uh, uh, probably she uh, preached better than me too. <laughs> But uh, we're blessed to be back here, and uh, actually, uh, uh, we made uh, good friends with uh, the Jordaks, and uh, we, we stayed uh, with them last night. They were uh, so kind to open their, their, the house, uh, their house for us to stay, and uh, we loved it. Uh, praise God for uh, um, his children that uh, although we don't know each other that much, but when we feel, because the Holy Spirit tells us that we are the children of God, and that's why we have that connection, that not by uh, blood of uh, human blood, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we are blessed to uh, know them, and uh, but we are blessed to know you too. And uh, uh, we, we came from, um, uh, the last time we came here, I think that was October. And uh, we came here, just dropped in. But this time, uh, we made the special trip uh, to come here. We came from Ohio last Sunday, so that was an 11-hour drive, but uh, we wanted to come back. That's why we're here, and uh, I'm blessed that uh, we are here safely, and we get to able to see you again and uh, to preach to you. And uh, don't you worry, 7.55, I will not do that because I'm a Filipino. I, do, I can't speak good English, so probably in 10 minutes, I, I, would, I would have nothing to say. But, but uh, if you know a Baptist preacher, when it's uh, when he, a Baptist preacher tells about uh, his time of preaching, most of the time we lie. So, <laughs> I won't keep you long, but when you look, oh, it's one hour already. <laughs> but uh, I promise you, I won't keep you long because I learned just like Elizabeth Taylor told her eighth husband, I won't keep you long. <laughs> uh, that's that's a joke that uh, I got from uh, our president in the college. He he always say that. So us students try to do, say that too. And uh, actually, we we don't know who Elizabeth Taylor is. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but um, I'm blessed to be here to preach the word of God, although um, I'm not uh, worthy, but I'm, I'm glad and uh, I'm grateful that our God is gracious, that uh, he, he don't call the able, but he enables the, those whom he calls. And uh, I'm just a nobody. I just trust the Lord in every way and in everything that I do. I, I always uh, remind myself that I need God, although for thousands of times I preach in pulpits, but every time I, before I come to the pulpit, I ask for God's grace because I need Him. We all need Him. You don't need me to speak to you tonight. We all need God to speak to us because it is not about who the preacher is. It's not about how good I could preach to you. It is about God speaking to you. And that is what uh, we want for, for God to do to us tonight. So um, if you have your Bibles with you, could you open it with me in Hebrews chapter 12? Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verses uh, 1 to uh, 3. And um, I just want to thank Pastor um, to for inviting us once again and coming here and uh, allowing me to uh, preach to you tonight. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I would, uh, I would uh, read, you follow with your eyes. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, tonight. We just want to ask for your spirit to teach us once again out of your word because we are just sinners. We cannot understand your holy word by ourselves. It is only by the teaching of the Holy Spirit that we are able to understand what you want us to know and to learn and to live in our lives here on this earth. Thank you, O oh God, for allowing us to be in church tonight. I know uh, there are people who, who want to come, but they are not able. But thank you, O oh God. We are here, and uh, we, we praise you for that. And so uh, we ask you to speak to us, because by your grace and your grace alone are we uh, able to serve you and to worship you. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, <clears throat> Again, I'm a missionary to the Philippines, and um, we are going back, uh, before uh, I proceed to our message tonight, we're going back uh, next uh, month uh, to the Philippines, so please uh, do uh, pray for us. Our flight would be uh, January 26th, but uh, we will be having, I think, uh, a three-day three uh, three trip to Canada because we have some church people from the Philippines are working there and we will try to visit them before going straight to the Philippines on the January 31st. So uh, and uh, actually uh, this coming um, uh, this uh, December 30 uh, uh, it, it was supposed to be December 23rd but we have to have uh, a lot of preparations. Uh, the last time I was here I shared to you about one of our biggest ministry right now is the children ministry where we are teaching about 1,400 kids every week. And uh, we could not uh, take them to church ev uh, every Sunday. So what we try to do is to have schedules for them to, to pick them up and uh, just village by village, areas by areas. But once a year, we try to uh, have our, 
a day for them to, to get together and to have fun, feed them, give them prizes. And, and we will do that December, uh, December 30th at the end of the year. And uh, please uh, pray for that because it would be a, a crazy day, a crazy, wonderful day. Can you imagine if all of them could come 1,400 kids in one place? So even though there are 100 teachers, uh, I don't think it would be easy. So also for the transportation, we need to have a lot of funds for that and the, the cars and the food, of course, and treats and some prizes, toys and everything. Pray for God's provision and for, um, him to, uh, uh, for, for him to work into the lives of those kids because one of our hearts is to reach these kids because they, they are the next generation. Like even though we know about the Lord, we, we, we should accept and we know that there will be coming a time we, we cannot do what uh, we want to do for the Lord anymore. We are not able, and especially when the time comes that we have to go home. So there must be uh, the next generation that know God. So we try to plant seeds in their hearts, and hopefully they will be the next preachers, the next uh, Christians that would uh, spread the gospel uh, in our place. And who knows, some of them would come here and I know that America now is a mission field as well. So uh, they would come here, who knows? And uh, one of them would be uh, the next uh, 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 Billy Graham, uh, except they are probably uh, Graham Crackers. And they will be the next Graham Crackers. That's a joke, but that's not good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm just trying to... Uh, uh, fix my system. I'm very nervous. <laughs> but uh, Hebrews chapter 12, I just want to praise the Lord that we have the word of God, that uh, it is very true in our lives, that we need this in order for us to live a better Christian life. You know, as far as I know, God did not save you, did not save us just for us to go to heaven. Because, because if that is the only reason, we should have been in heaven right now. If we all are saying, I am saved, we are saved, we should be in heaven right now if the only reason of God is for us to go there. But we are here in this world. We are here uh, in the church and we, are, we have works, we have jobs and we have uh, anywhere that we could go because I believe God wants us to live for His glory. Not all of us are preachers, not all of us are missionaries, not all of us are pastors, not all of us can do things that others, people in church can do. But I believe all of us can live for the glory of God. And that is what we want and we must want to happen in our lives. Because we believe and I hope you do that God is so good in your life and we should do the most that we can to give him what he deserves in our, in, in our service for him. So this, uh, uh, this verse, uh, I found this verse to be really helpful, not just for you, but for me, that I get to know how I would live my life for the Lord because God wants us to finish what he started, not by our own strength, by, but by his help in our lives. What we read here is wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. What does this mean? 
speaking about the writer is speaking about the previous chapter that he had written in Hebrews chapter 11 about these Old Testament saints, Old Testament believers that have gone through before, before uh, them and us, of course. And they have, they have lived their lives. And if you would uh, look into each of their lives, Isaac, Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, every one of them, you would see that they were blessed, but their lives were not really smooth and easy. Because that is sometimes what, uh, what, we, uh, what we tell others that, they, that haven't believed in the Lord Jesus Christ yet, that we tell them, if, if you receive the Lord, everybody would be all right. Everybody would be smooth. And that is true, but in heaven. But as long as we are here in this world, we will never feel that we are belong. We will never feel that everything is going in our way. Because you know what? As far as I know, if, if the, you know someone that would that try to live godly, we will suffer persecution. Why? Because that is what the Bible tells us. And that is the reality that if you are living as a Christian, the Bible is telling us in, from Genesis to Revelation, if you will just study, your life would not be easy. Our life would not be easy in this world, but we could all make it. We could make a, a wonderful and beautiful Christian life that God wants for us to have. But we have to learn one thing, that all of those believers that have gone before us have learned and why they finish their, their lives, their races that God has put them in uh, successfully. Why? Because Hebrews chapter 11 talks about faith in God. You know what, my friends? Christian life is not just about coming to church. Christian life is not just about doing what you think what is right. It is about putting your faith in God. You can go to church without putting your faith in God. And sometimes, and most of the times, that is dangerous. Because it is not coming to church that pleases God. It is your faith in God that's why you go to church. So I hope we get to understand that in our lives. That am I doing what I am doing for the Lord because I have faith in Him? Or am I doing what I am doing because I thought this is the right thing to do? And that is very critical, but that is... That is, uh, that is what we must know for sure. That if we are doing what we can for the Lord because we have faith in Him and not just doing what we are taught to do. And sometimes that is uh, the dangerous thing about being, uh, uh, being brought up into a, into a church. Not like the kids, we should, we should teach them not just the, the knowledge and the theology of the Word of God, but we should teach them of them having, uh, having them, uh, for them to have faith in God because that is what is important in our Christian life, Put, putting our faith in God. So I believe with all of my heart, God wants us to have that kind of beautiful Christian life that although, uh, it may, although I said it's a beautiful Christian life doesn't mean it is a smooth and easy life. Beautiful Christian life could, have, could be uh, a life with a lot of trials and persecutions, but if it is for the glory of God, that is beautiful. Because it is not about what we think. 
It is always about what God thinks. That's why coming to church, as, as I always say for many times now already, coming to church is not about what you think. So sometimes we think, am I going to church or am I not? Start asking, what would God wants you to do tonight? And I'm, I'm saying this to you because you're here. You, will, you won't be offended because you're here. But we must have a heart that I know that I must go to church because God wants me to be in church. Not because I think I must be in church. No. Okay? But how could we have a beautiful Christian life? The Word of God tells us things for us to consider. Number one, we, we have read, let us lay aside every weight. You want to have a successful Christian life? Lay aside every weight. You know what? Sometimes, most of the times, Christians, we are the ones who are making our lives miserable. We are the ones who are making our Christian life difficult. Why? Because we carry a lot of baggages that we don't have to. But we convince ourselves we have to have those. But my friends, what, uh, how could we really know what, what are the things that we should lay aside? It is just as simple as this. Whatever is holding you back from giving God the glory, whatever is holding you back from serving the Lord, that is what the Word of God is saying. Lay that aside. I'm not against good things, families, gatherings and everything that we could think of that are good things, schools, jobs. Those things are good. We need those in our lives. But if something, and even if someone is holding us back from serving the Lord, it's a different matter. Because we must set our priority on God and God alone. Even relationship is important. I'm, I'm pro-family. I, 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 I love families to get together. But if family is what the devil is trying, is using for us to, to hold back our service for the Lord, we should think about it. Why? Because God is more important than anything and anyone else. Why? Because He is the one has given you life and has given you family. Let us lay aside every way. The next thing that we can see, I'm, I'm telling you, I'll be fast. And the sin which does so easily beset us. I don't know what kind of life you have, but there are many times Christians, we still come to church, but we know that there is something that we should repent of, something that we convince ourselves is, is wrong. But we try to convince ourselves that tells us that's wrong. Because if it's right, you don't have to convince yourself that's right. But if there's a sin that is uh, holding us back and stopping us from serving the Lord, ask God and repent from that sin for us to have a better Christian life. I'm also a human being. We, we all know most sins are pleasurable in our sight. But you know what? If that sin is keeping us from God. Let us consider, is that sin worth holding on than to be closer to my God? So let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which does so easily beset us. Only you could know. I would mention uh, types and kinds of sin. You know it in your heart. And the next thing, my friends, you know, it's very fast. Amen? And I, I, uh, I heard uh, one joke also. This is only a joke. Uh, they're, they're advices to missionaries. You preach short, you get support. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just kidding. No, I'm focused on the Lord. <laughs> but And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. My friends, as I have said a while ago, we, not all of us are the same here. We are not all pastors, and it's scary if all of us are pastors here. And you go to one church. <laughs> so not all of us have the same race. But your race, you are, you are in the race that God put you in. But if you have, if we read this again, let us run with patience. It means God knows that the run that he has put you in is not, easy, easy, it's not an easy race. Because you need patience. It's not McDonald's. It's not... Uh, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy uh, path. You need to have patience. And we need that as Christians. Why? Not for us uh, to just do what we want to do, but for us to learn to ourselves, Lord, this race that I, I am in is too hard for me, but I need to be patient. Why? Because it is your will for me into this kind of situation. And if we try to learn that in our lives, we would, uh, we would look into ourselves, Lord, thank you for what you're doing to my life, that although I've been, I've been gone to a lot now, I still love you. Why? Because I believe that you are the one who are putting me into this life. You are the one who is giving me this path that I am taking right now. And yes, we need patience because our life in this world will not be forever. Our life here will end soon. Especially now that we know and we believe that we are in the last days. We know that someday God will be coming back soon. Praise be to that. But as long as we are still here in this world, we have to do what God wants us to do. And we have to do it with patience. But I have said all of those things to say this. To get into our message. So I'm just starting. Those are just introductions. So, but our message is in verse number two. How could we really live a beautiful life? Christian life. Just these first three words. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. You know what, my friends? This is the, the message that must not just be a good message tonight. I hope and pray that, that your, your, your prayer would be after the service. Lord, may, may that message be true to me. Not just tonight, because I know, I know when we when we try to when when we heard a good preaching, we are blessed. We feel that. But what happens tomorrow? What happens next month? That would be the real blessing if you try and if you are living and practicing what you have heard. And I my prayer to God is may this message be true. To each and every one of us. Why? Because it is a blessing. And I have proven this. And the word of God already said it. A cloud of witnesses have gone before us. They have learned all of those, 
of, uh, they have learned this thing, that even though they haven't met Jesus Christ, but they believe that there will be coming Messiah. They, they believe that uh, God is the only one that they need. And my friends, as believers that have lived after Jesus Christ came on this world, let us always practice and teach ourselves looking unto Jesus. You know what? That would make your Christian life much and much more better. Looking unto Jesus would, would really help us. Just coming to church would be different if you are looking unto Jesus. Singing in the choir would be different if, uh, when you are looking unto Jesus. Doing what you're doing for the Lord that, that before you might think this is a sacrifice that I do for God. But when you are looking to Jesus, you would say, it's a privilege to do this for the Lord. It won't be sacrifice anymore. And the trials that you are going through, you won't ask God what is happening. But because you are looking unto Jesus, you would just thank Him. Oh God, thank you. That although I am in the midst of trials right now, but what I can still see is beauty. Why? Because what you see is Jesus. My friends, that is what we need as believers. If, you, if we continue reading, looking unto Jesus, what? The author. The reason why you are a Christian in the first, uh, in the first place is because you have looked unto Jesus. I don't believe a person would get saved if he didn't look unto Jesus. Just like the brazen serpent that was uh, set up by Moses, Jesus Christ was pictured by that. As Moses was, uh, was uh, he, he put up those, that brazen serpent, everybody that looked on that serpent was healed. Same to us. If a sinner looked unto Jesus and asked for his forgiveness, we will all be saved. But not because that brazen serpent was lifted up, everybody would be healed. They have to look and believe on that uh, symbol. Same to us sinners. Same to us Christians. The reason why we became Christians is because we have heard about Jesus, but we looked unto Him and asked Him to come into our lives. That is the importance of looking unto Jesus. But that is, not just, that is not the full message of it. Jesus, the author and finisher. It is saying like this, you cannot finish your walk with God. You cannot, you cannot finish your faith strong, successfully, without looking unto Jesus. You cannot do it by yourself. You will be discouraged. You would quit. You would stop. You would not enjoy it. Why? Because Christian life is not easy. But as we walk this Christian life, as we look unto Jesus, we will always be blessed and we will always be grateful because all that we see is Jesus. And you know what? Christians, especially in this kind of month, this holiday that is coming, we must remind ourselves that that are we celebrating? Are you, are you celebrating Christmas because of family, of gathering, of presence, or because of Jesus? Because it's, sometimes we think that we are still doing the right thing, 
but we might be doing the right thing with the wrong purpose. Because even soul winning, even inviting people to church, it must, be, it must not be because you want just to have people in church. It must be because you know that God wants you to do that. It is because you know that Jesus wants you to invite him for him to save that person. It must, it must not be because of us. It must be because of him. And it is hard to do things for him if you forget to look unto him. The reason why it is hard to live for God in, this, in our time today because there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of things that are putting our eyes away from God. But the, that's why the word of God is clear. Putting our eyes and looking unto Jesus is what we need. Because he is not just the author. He is not just the reason why we are saved. He, is, he must be the reason why we are continuing our Christian life for the Lord. Because we look at him. I want to tell you one story about an old lady. He's, she's been coming to church most of her life. But one day she approached her pastor and she said, Pastor, I'm just so tired of coming to church. Things are not going what I want it to be. I pray, but it seems that God is not answering my prayers. And the people in church, they are too offensive. They, they don't treat me right. They are, they are uh, telling me bad things that I don't like. They're telling me that I'm fat, telling me like this. The pastor said, they're just being honest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, so he didn't say that. He would surely go. <laughs> but... Uh, her pastor said, I understand, sister, and I understand what you're going through, but can I ask one favor before you leave our church? I won't stop you. It's your decision. It's between you and God. The pastor uh, gets a glass of water, filled it up, and she, uh, gave, uh, he gave it to the lady, and he said, can you walk out from that door and just walk around their property for just one last time? before you leave and you come back with me with that glass of water he said I can do that so she went out walked around slowly it took her five hours she's 92 <laughs> she, she came back and uh, gave the glass to her pastor and she said pastor not even a single drop was spilled from that glass wow can I ask you several questions before you really leave? Sure, Pastor. Have you seen the, those deer outside? I think there were 30 of them playing around. I was trying to get my gun, but they all left. But have you seen them? No, Pastor. Okay. But have you seen my new truck? The church bought me one yesterday. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't vote for that. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was out there. Okay, I will try to uh, look later. Have you seen my uh, grandkids? They visited me from uh, Iowa. They came. I didn't see them. Maybe later. So several things she, he asked, but she didn't see anything of those that he asked. And the pastor told her, you know, sister, the reason why you haven't seen not even one of the things I asked you it's because you were too focused on the glass of water not to spill a drop. 
and tears came down from her eyes because she remembered this verse. She remembered the message. And the reason why she is so discouraged, the reason why she, she keeps on uh, seeing things that is hurting her is because she forgot that what she needs to do as a Christian is to look unto Jesus. I know we all can be offended. You can be offended by your pastor. I know he's a good man, but he's not perfect. He can commit mistakes. A lot of people in church can do us wrong. But you know what? We have church, we have pastor, we have the ministry. We can do all of those things. But we should not forget, we must do all of those things as we look unto Jesus. Because He is the only beauty that we could find in our Christian life. Do you think of all people in the world, Christians are the only, the real Christians are the only people who are really setting aside Sunday, Wednesday nights, and all of these things just for them to go to church. All of them can go to the ball games and everything that they want. But we do this not just for tradition, and I hope not for tradition, not because of your practice, but we, I hope we do this because we know this is what Jesus wants. Why? Because we are looking unto him. And if we forget to do that, let us be reminded we have to have to look unto Jesus because that is what we need. And you know what? As I close, there's a lot of things that we consider why we are being hurt. We consider our emotion, what we think, our perspective, our opinions. We consider a lot of things why we're so discouraged. But in verse number three, the Bible says, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. The reason why Christians are faint and wearied in our minds is because we are not considering him. So tonight, would you consider Jesus? Yes, I know there are things that really hurt us and we cannot deny those things. But yes, although you have emotions, you have your own thinking, but would you consider Jesus? What he has done on the cross for you, how he, how he blessed you with your life, and how he wants you to live your life to honor God the Father? Would you consider him tonight? Dear God, Heavenly Father, we come to you again. We just want to praise you for your word and help us, Lord, to know and to understand and to live what you have taught us tonight. There will be coming a time that we, are, we might not be looking unto you, but remind us every time, every day of our lives to always look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Bless us now. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen.